0: However you're tuning in or wherever you are, it's my prayer that what you hear helps you to love God, His Word, His Spirit, His Church, and the people you interact with each and every day. Thanks again for listening, and may the grace of God fill your heart as you listen to the following message. Jesus
1: said... um... You know, there's so much about prayer in, in the in the scriptures, but really there's only one place where Jesus taught us what exactly to pray. And many of you are familiar with this. What I'm going to share is kind of Christianity 101, but but uh, Jesus taught us what's called the Lord's Prayer. Uh, our Father uh, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then that next petition, that next declaration is what I'm going to focus in on uh, as we move forward here, uh, where Jesus taught us to pray, Your kingdom come. And your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and he it's not that that's recorded not just once, not twice, but three times it's in three of the gospels where where the Holy Spirit wanted to really emphasize this is a pattern by which I want you to pray, um, and that whole concept of praying, God, let your kingdom come, and your will be done uh, to the extent it's done on. In heaven, let it be done on earth. On earth, as it is in heaven. Okay, and um, when I was before as a believer, you know, if you grow up in the United States, you're, you've probably heard the Lord's Prayer before. And whenever I would hear that. That line in the prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. I just had some kind of vague idea that was referring to the future, the heaven coming, that kind of thing. But that is not what Jesus intends, I don't believe. I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to use that as a powerful declaration, a powerful um, uh, a prayer uh, to, uh, to bring into all the different situations of our life. That your kingdom would come and your will be done. Uh, So so God, as king of the universe, has all authority and power in the universe. Kingdom, kingdom means king's domain. So the domain is wherever the king rules. Wherever the king rules and reigns, that's his domain. So that's a kingdom. And so when we pray your kingdom come, we are saying, uh, Lord God Almighty, bring your kingdom to bear in this situation, in this place. And, and you can take this and put it uh, apply to every problem issue difficulty that you have in your personal life. We can pray it over a nation, we can pray it over a region, but we can pray it into our own personal lives. You know, you have some kind of issue, some problem where a difficulty is there. You can pray, God, let your kingdom come into this problem. Let your kingdom come in this situation. In other words, you're saying, God, I want to see your rule and reign established in this place where I'm experiencing chaos or oppression or difficulty or defeat, whatever it might be. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done in this place. Let your kingdom come where you rule and reign in this situation. That could be sickness. That could be uh, financial problems. That could be uh, relationship problems. That could be for a city or a town where we want to see God's uh, will and purposes applied there. We can pray, let your kingdom come into this situation. Let your kingdom come into this life. Let your kingdom come into this need that you would rule and reign in it. Where the evil one has been bringing chaos and destruction and despair. Instead, now let your kingdom be established there. And you rule and reign in righteousness and truth and love. And then the second part, and that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that we're simply saying, uh, Father, to the extent that your will is obeyed in heaven, let it now be obeyed on earth. Let it now be obeyed in this situation. Now, in heaven, uh, where's God's will most fully expressed and fully obeyed? It's in heaven. And so when we look in heaven, do we see any sickness? Do we see any disease? Do we see any mental oppression? Do we see any uh, brokenness and defeat and despair? Do we see uh, depression? We don't see any of those things. And so that just gives us a clue and understanding that's not God's will. It's not his will for those kinds of issues and problems and difficulties to be, uh, to be experienced because we don't see them in heaven. And so we are given the privilege and the honor now to pray, God, to the extent that your will is obeyed in heaven, let it be obeyed on earth. Let it be obeyed in this situation I'm facing. Let it be obeyed in my family. Let it be obeyed in this city. That your kingdom come where you rule and reign in this problem and that your will be done in this problem. Because your will is perfect, good, and true. So, I'm just, before I go into the message here, tonight, let's just take a few moments here. I want you right now, just, uh, as you look at your life and what you're experiencing right now in your life, uh, is there an issue, a problem, a difficulty, uh, uh, where, where you just need God to, to show up strong, where you want the Lord to touch and bring miracles or healing or breakthrough of some sort? Uh, maybe it's a, a, a health issue that you're facing. Maybe it's a financial problem that you're facing. Maybe it's a relationship issue that that just you can't see any way out of it, or you can't see any solution to it. Maybe it's a, 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 you know some big decisions that you have in front of you. You're not sure what to do. Uh, whatever it might be, I'm going to take a few moments here. I just want to pray into that. So what I'm going to ask you to do is just. Uh, As you sit here, bring before the Lord, just bring before him in your heart and mind, whatever that issue, that need, that problem is. Maybe it's a person you're concerned about. Maybe it's something in your family you're concerned about. And you're thinking, man, I would just love to see God take charge of that moment, that issue, that situation, that problem. I would just love to see God's will expressed there. Okay, so, so I'm going to just lead in prayer. I'll just pray right from here. And, and I'm asking you, just whatever that issue or need problem is, uh, just bring it before the Lord. Just hold it there, and we're going to pray into that, okay? We're going to pray as Jesus told us to pray. All right? Okay, well, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you gave us access to to heaven. (laughs) You gave us access to your will and your purposes. You gave us access uh, that you have tied yourself to the prayers of your people. And you're the one who told us to pray for the kingdom to come and for your will to be done. And so right now, Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you all across this room uh, in different locations where people are watching online. We are all bringing before you situations Issues, relationships, uh, uh, places of struggle, places of lack, places of need, places of brokenness, uh, uh, perhaps financial issues, perhaps physical problems. Whatever it might be, Father, all across this room, uh, in the different places where people are watching online, we're bringing those before you, and we are now praying as Jesus told us to pray. We're saying, Father, into this situation, into this problem, let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom rule and reign be established in this matter, whatever it might be. And nothing is impossible for you. No problem is so tangled up that you can't untangle it. No situation is so far gone that you can't restore it. So Father, in Jesus' name, let your kingdom come into the situation. Whatever it might be, whatever people are, are lifting to you, let your kingdom come and now let your will alone be done in this issue. Whatever the matter is, whatever the situation is, whatever the need is, let your will be done in it. Your perfect will, not the will of the evil one, not our own personal will, but your will, God, which is always good and true and right and loving. And in that, you establish the destiny you have for each of us. When your kingdom comes, when your will is done, then the destiny that you have for us can be established. And right now, we just pray that your kingdom come into whatever this issue is, that your will alone be done. We just declare that in Jesus' name, that your will be done in it. And we praise you, Savior. You taught us to pray this way. You want your church to be a church that that appeals to heaven to bring down the reign of God and bring the will of God to bear in a world that's gone crazy. We praise You that we have access to, that You've tied Yourself to the prayers of Your people. We rejoice in that tonight, Father. We thank You for answers, Father. We thank You that no prayer goes unanswered. Any prayer in Jesus' name will be answered, will be heard, will be responded to. You've made that promise and we rejoice in that. We rejoice in that tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Okay, you say, "Yeah, God." This is thank the Lord. When um, when Jesus sent his disciples forward, he said, uh, "When you go, uh, go going out into this world, preach that the kingdom of heaven is near." In other words, the reign and rule of God is near, and and he said, and he tied, when he ever ta- uh, taught about the kingdom, he always would tie it to to uh, the, the miracles and signs and wonders that God has. Because he, he told his, his followers to go out uh, saying that the kingdom of heaven is here and to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, and, and to give freely. And those are miracles that, that, that are evidence of the gospel of the kingdom. And Jesus said the gospel of the kingdom uh, will be preached to all nations before the end comes. And it's not the gospel of salvation where we just simply, where people get saved, but it's the gospel of the kingdom which includes not only salvation, but all the expression of God's will and purposes and plans for mankind, which are good and right. You know, he wants his kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom, to be to be expressed. Um, and so it, it's, you know, the king's domain, like I mentioned earlier, that's when we pray for the kingdom to come, we're praying, God, let your dominion come into the situation where you rule and reign in it. So, whenever a heart is open to Jesus and surrenders to him, that's the king's domain expanding. Now, the kingdom just grew a little bit whenever a heart comes to Jesus. Wherever a disease is healed in Jesus' name, that's the kingdom expanding. Whenever a demon is cast out and it can no longer oppress the victim, that's the kingdom expanding. And Jesus has sent us into the world to, to express the kingdom, uh, the, the gospel of the kingdom. It says in, in Matthew 9 that Jesus went through all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease. Okay? He always tied healing and restoration, physical restoration of people to the gospel of the kingdom. Um. Uh, at one point Jesus cast out a, de- a demon and, it, and he said in, in this Matthew 12 that if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God then the kingdom of God has come uh, upon you. So he ties the kingdom to this power that sets people free, that brings healing, brings restoration. And the purpose and the reason behind all this is that we read in 1 John and we read all through the, actually, all through the scriptures that, that this, this world is under the, under the oppression uh, of the evil one. That the whole world is under the control of the evil one. But when Jesus came at Christmas time, that was God reinvading this earth to set it free. Uh, Jesus, uh, when, he, when he first started his ministry... Uh, when he went into Galilee, just starting his ministry, uh, he would preach. And he'd say, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the gospel. And Paul, when he went out uh, into the world uh, preaching, he said, I, uh, he said, I would preach that they would repent and turn to God and demonstrate the repentance by their deeds. So Jesus ties repentance to the coming of the kingdom. And, and um, uh The Lord told Paul, I am sending you uh, to the world to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Again, the gospel of the kingdom. This is what God desires people to experience. Deliverance, uh, healing, freedom, victory. Paul said, I preach that they should repent and turn to God and, and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. So this all echoes what Jesus said. But he, when he first started his ministry, he, said, he told people repent because the kingdom of God is near. Repentance means simply just turn the, from the direction you're heading and turn back to God. When, when, Peter, when Paul would preach uh, in the nations, uh, he was preaching to people who had different gods, and he never said, gee, I'm, you know, you got your own gods, that's okay, just keep on following them. No, he preached, no, you need to repent. You need to return from any god, anybody, anything that you, any philosophy that you're trusting in, you need to turn to the living God and put your faith in the kingdom, the kingdom of God. Jesus said, I must preach the kingdom of God because for this purpose I've been sent. Um, uh, when he first started his ministry, he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. And it says in Matthew 4 how he went to all Galilee, teaching the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sicknesses and diseases among the people. So we're talking about the kingdom coming and the will of God being done. Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus demonstrated that force, what that looks like. And so, uh, as we talk about and think about what, God, what we don't see God do here in 309, this is what we're talking about. Is that this region, this area, would have a fresh visitation of the living God. And a fresh visitation, visitation in a line of what the word says. That the gospel of the kingdom is preached. And the gospel of the kingdom has huge impact in this region. Okay? And so... Uh, What I want to do now is take a few moments and and you can get with three or four people around here, around you, but uh, because, you know, when we come together once a month for uh, Arise 309, this is all about intercession for this region, okay? And so, what I would like us to do right now is just get together in groups of three or four um, and just pray, God, that your kingdom would come and your will be done in this region. Okay? You can pray over cities, neighborhoods, but what I'm asking you to do right now is pray over locations. Okay? Maybe it's over a school. Maybe it's over a, a, a certain area of, of a city, or maybe a certain uh, town, or, or whatever it might be. But we're not praying for individual needs, or we're not praying in that fashion right now. We're going to join together and align ourselves with what God has said to do. We're going to pray that the kingdom of God would come and his will be done. Over certain regions, certain uh, this this area. Okay, does that make sense? I'm going to give you about five minutes. So it's not a matter of coming together and talking and chit chat right now. This is we're going to do some serious business. <laughs> so so get together th- with th- uh, three or four people. You might have to stand up and walk. You know, we got a smaller group here tonight, so might just be a couple of groups here. But but um, get together and just start to pray. You're praying that the kingdom of God would come and His will be done. Your kingdom come and will be done over Peoria, over a certain neighborhood, over uh, you know, maybe a school, maybe a, a business, whatever it might be. We're declaring God's kingdom to come, his rule and reign, and God's will to be done. Okay? All right, so go ahead and stand up and get some people. I'm going to give you about five or six minutes and so I'm going to break it up. So, Father, all across this room, we've been praying that your kingdom would come and your will be done all over this 309 area code region. Father, that from Bloomington to the Quad Cities, uh, Galesburg, uh, um, uh, just all across this area, Peoria area, that your kingdom would come. Your rule and reign would come into our towns and cities and villages and the rural countryside. Your rule and reign would come. And your will would be done in this area. We just declare our desire to see the will of God established in this region. Father, let your kingdom come and your will be done. Here we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, second thing I want us to pray for. I'm, let me share a little bit here. Uh, I want us to go after the whole concept of, of um, uh, this prayer for justice against violence, hatred, division, racism, all these kinds of things. Uh, the scriptures say that in the last days, uh, men's uh, love for one another would grow cold. Uh, you know, we're seeing this, but, but uh, we're going to pray that uh, the love and compassion of God would instead replace those things. Because the Spirit of God is the spirit of reconciliation. Amen. Um, there is a, a, a prophecy that uh, a prophetic person had for this area uh, that said about this, this 309 area, saying the kingdom of God in this region will reverse the curse the curse over the area and establish this region as a prototype for racial unity in the church. And they break the, 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 the poverty spirit it will make a beachhead for wealth and kingdom business and so much more. In other words, so much of what poverty uh, creates, uh, the spirit of God is going to turn around. And, and uh, where, uh, where there's division and strife between peoples, uh, that curse would be lifted off. And this region would become a prototype for racial unity. See, Satan's agenda is to, uh, to spread division and hatred and strife between us. You just look at Genesis 3, uh, the work of the evil and brought division between the man and his wife uh, and between uh, uh, people and God. By, by Genesis 4, the first murder happens. Um, see satan brings hatred and division he comes to steal kill and destroy he's he is a murderer from the beginning the scriptures say and the the thing is is because of his impact his influence over this world uh, he has created you know fallen mankind because of his influence Uh, uh, the capacity we have to hate our brother knows no limits the capacity we have to hate our neighbor knows no limits. Um, in our own history as a nation, uh, you know, the, throughout the history of the world, there's many, many kinds of slavery that have been expressed, and so on. Well, the slavery that was practiced in the Southern states of the United States was probably the, the worst, uh, one of the worst in, in ever uh, trade in history in terms of cruelty and oppression and wickedness, the way it was expressed. Um, you know our capacity to hate our brother. Uh, in the United States, uh, the way that Native Americans were treated—you know, our, our government broke over 300 treaties and 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 just decimated uh, the tribal peoples that were here. Uh, you know, the, the capacity we have to to hate our neighbor runs deep in fallen man. But unfortunately, it wasn't just. This isn't just limited to to our own history. Um, you know, uh, the most popular state park here in Illinois is called Starved Rock. It got its name because one Native American tribe was at war with another one and chased uh, the tribe up in the, on, the, on that rock. Uh, the men, women, and children, older people uh, were all laid siege to, and, and the, the conquering tribe just surrounded them until they starved to death. Okay? Our capacity to hate our neighbor runs deep. Through all mankind. Uh, the, and the Mayan uh, civilization down in southern Mexico and Central America uh, was built on uh, a religion which involved uh, human sacrifice, uh, conquering the neighboring tribes, taking them as slaves. Uh, you think of, of uh, just in our own century, Cambodia. Uh, which had the killing fields. Most of you have heard those, that term before. There it was, a, it was class hatred, where, uh, where the, the peasant class uh, under communist um, uh, philosophy rose up and conquered the intellectual class, the professional class, and butchered them, just murdered them. 2.2 million people were killed in that. Uh, our capacity to, to hate one another, it, doesn't, it knows no bounds. It's not limited to continents. Uh, uh, in, in in Africa, uh, Rwanda, where you had the the the, uh, the genocide there, with the Hutu tribe um, uh, massacred the Tutsi tribe. You know, six hundred seven hundred thousand uh, people were slaughtered mainly with machetes. Okay, um, then you go to the way the Japanese. Would uh, dominate and and enslave the Korean uh, people for about uh, 70 or 80 years. You go to uh, the the hatred, the religious hatred between Pakistan and India. You go, uh, of course, you can't leave out uh, a Nazi Germany with uh, the murder of the Jews and uh, you know 13 million people killed, the Jewish people and and many other uh, peoples in in Europe, uh, by you know just organized concentration camps by the Nazis. And maybe the worst of all was was the Soviet Union with millions and millions of people killed uh, by forced starvation and so on. Our capacity to hate our brother, to hate our neighbor, knows no limits. It's not limited by time. It's not limited by location. Uh, It runs across race. It runs across culture. It runs across nationality. And that's why we need a Savior. That's why we need a Savior. And when John the Baptist saw Jesus said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's why we need a savior and we have it in Jesus. The Bible says that, that God has made from one blood, Adam and Eve, one blood, all the nations of the people that dwell on the face of the earth. And I'm convinced that people, regardless of race or color, they have, have built within them because they're created in the image of God. They have a desire to truly know the real God. Uh, they all have the same desire no matter what nationality or culture the same desire to know the god who confirms his word and fulfills his promises with signs wonders and miracles for the, it says in scriptures for there's no difference between jew and gentile the same lord is lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, shall be saved. That's why we need a Savior when we see the hatred that, that uh, is expressed all over the world uh, toward their neighbors. And He alone is Lord. He calls you to know His love and salvation, and He can change your heart and your life. And He le- then leads us to love our neighbor. Even those that, that think differently than we do. Even those who disagree with what we believe. Even those whose politics or sense of morality are different than ours. We're called to love them because we follow the one who gave himself for everybody. We follow the one who came to serve everyone. The one who died for everyone, even including those who disagreed with him, including those who had a different view of, of morality, including those who have different kinds of politics. He died for them. The word says that, that uh, he came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. That's the one we follow. And so we come to serve the 309 region. It doesn't matter who the people are, what they believe, what their politics are, what, who their gods are. We come in the footsteps of the one who came to serve all mankind. And that's who we are too. And so right now, what I'd like us to do is to take a, uh, just get back in your groups and let's pray specifically um, for these kinds of matters. Matters of justice, of compassion, of peace, Uh, forgiveness, reconciliation. Uh, Pray that prejudice and racial division ends and unity and love for one another abounds. Pray that every neighborhood and town in our region would be be freed of the curse of drugs and crime and broken homes and poverty and violence and be replaced with the shalom of God, the peace and security and prosperity of God. There would be great joy in our region instead of despair. Does that all make sense? So if you want to get in your uh, your little groups again, I'll give you four or five minutes to pray again. Just to pray for those things. That the love of the Savior will dominate. And that all the work of the evil ones bring division and strife and hatred would diminish as the the love and reconciliation of God uh, dominates in this region. So Father, we do pray in this whole region this whole arena of uh, of division and strife and and uh, hatred of of one another division from one uh, each other we pray instead that the work of the Holy Spirit would be released because he is the spirit of reconciliation and Father, so we pray that uh, uh, you would um, just bring reconciliation where there's division right now, Father, we pray that uh, uh, the, this uh, prophecy become the past, that uh, the kingdom of God in this region reverse the curses over this area and establish this region as a prototype for racial unity in the church. Uh, we pray down uh, the curses of drugs and crime and uh, violence that those would be broken and we be replaced with peace and security and prosperity all over this region, especially in our distressed neighborhoods in Peoria and in Bloomington, that God, your Holy Spirit would release uh, breakthroughs in these places, uh, release repentance and revival. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you release... Uh, strategies to, to bring people out of poverty into prosperity. Father, we pray this region will become known for the turnarounds that happen because we're being led by you and empowered by you. So we just bring that to you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> Amen. The final thing I want us to, to pray for here tonight is to pray specifically for our churches, for revival in our churches. And I really felt like the Lord's saying to pray specifically for church leaders, pastors, people on staff, uh, people who are known as, as uh, uh, leaders in the community uh, uh, for, uh, for the church, for uh, Christian leaders. Um, pray for their protection and pray for their empowerment. Uh, did you know... Uh, um, I was talking with, talking with some uh, uh, leaders recently, and uh, some that have actually been doing ministry with uh, with folks that have been um, involved in you um, witchcraft or, or the occult, Satanism, and so on. And do you know that there are Satanists, there are uh, 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 witches who actually have assignments to pray? as they would pray, you know, to the powers and forces that they're, they're acknowledging, praying that uh, for the destruction of the, of the families and the ministries of pastors. Uh, they actually have assignments. And, and therefore, uh, you know, when you hear those kinds of things, and, and it's, it's not just kind of fringy kind of ideas, I mean, that, that's really, is, that, that really is happening. Uh, how much more so does the Church of Jesus Christ need to pray for its, for its leadership? For protection and for empowerment for them, so we're going to pray for the protection of pastors and leaders. I want to pray for power in their ministries, uh, that their their ministries be empowered. Uh, we have churches all over this region, and 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 uh, many of them are just kind of either kind of stuck or um, you know just kind of on on maintenance mode or just auto autopilot, and um, and yet. Their leaders and their pastors—they don't want that to be the case. Nobody got in the ministry just to go on autopilot. Everybody got in ministry because they had a vision and a hope and a dream to be used by God. But um, many of us, you know, many, many churches, find themselves stuck in that kind of way. So, so the way out is we pray for revival. We pray for breakthroughs. We pray for renewal. Um, uh, Psalm sixty-two, one, 11 says this: One thing God has spoken. Uh, Power belongs to you, God, and with you, Lord, is unfailing love. Power belongs to God. You know, miracle-working power, the kind of power that that transforms lives, that brings healing and deliverance, uh, miracle-working power is not found in study. It's found in God. Miracle-working power is not found in attending seminary. Is found in God. It's not you know, your, your position, your title, uh, educational degrees don't make you powerful. God will. Uh, the trouble is that the, you know, the, with the world that we, we look at degrees and, and positions and titles and that's, uh, we think that power is found in that and that can make you influential. But the kind of power that's recognized in heaven and in hell comes from God. And we need to go to Him for it. And so that's what we want to pray, that, that pastors and leaders and those who are influential in the church in this region, uh, th- that they'd be led and, and hungry to, to wait on the Lord and receive the power that's spoken of in Acts 1.8, that they'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on them. Because that's what they all want. They want to walk in the power of the living God. So let's pray for revival for our churches and spiritual awakening in this region uh, pray for the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, John 16 says that the, the Spirit of God comes to convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. And that's the, the key to awakening, a uh, spiritual awakening, is when, when the population uh, becomes convicted of, of unrighteousness, of sin. And they start crying out, is there any hope for me? Is there a Savior? And they start seeking, uh, seeking uh, the living God. So let's pray for revival for our churches, pray for protection for our, our, our church leaders, pray that they receive more power, they receive uh, uh, you know, fresh baptisms of the Spirit and anointing in their lives. Uh, pray the Holy Spirit will give plans and strategies for fruit for outreach and just release revival in this area. Uh, one of the uh, prophetic, you know, we've had some different prophetic people speaking about this region, and one of them said this, that, that uh, many have shared for a long time that a major revival is coming to Peoria. Uh, and, and it'll be a move of just mass deliverance about, and, and what it will be is that, that this one region will be so moved and so awakened that the state and the nation will stand up and take notice of it. That's the kinds of prophecies that have been spoken by people who have come into this region uh, as they've been here and they sense what God wants to do in this Peoria, in this 309 region. Um, There have been dreams of unending lines of people through the city looking to get into churches just to encounter God's presence and find freedom. Peoria will be a place that thrives. People will wonder how does this place exist in Illinois. Peoria is on the heart of God. This is again prophetic words that were given. Um, Peoria will be a key apostolic city with key apostolic purposes that are established and produced and built into Peoria, and they will affect the nation. It will be a prototype city and region. And to look, uh, so look for the new thing that God's going to be doing here. God is going to do something that's different in a different manner, in a way that that's different than what you you're used to. God is shouting right now, saying, Peoria, He's about to do a new thing in the earth, and it's time to take your place. You cannot look to things of, the old, of old. There are things coming on people right now in Peoria. They'll be like keys that will unlock kingdom breakthroughs and revivals. Amen. Don't you want to see that happen for this region? So this is the last thing we're going to be praying. So go ahead and, and get back in your groups. And let's just pray, uh, pray for revival of our churches. Just pray uh, for the revival fire of the Holy Spirit to fall on our churches, for protection for our pastors and leaders. Uh, pray for their own spiritual revival and renewal. Uh, pray that God just guide and lead them, give them strategies and understanding how to carry out fruitful ministry. And God, and, you know, pray for this region that the Spirit of God will 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 do that marvelous ministry of convicting the world of sin and righteousness, and so that God will just bring about uh, the spiritual awakening of this three hundred nine area code region. Okay. So let's go ahead, and that's the last thing we'll be praying, was we'll was pray into that, and I'll, I'll give you about five minutes or so, then we'll, we'll close it out. So go ahead and get in your groups and pray. Mm-hmm. And so, Father, just uh, all across this room, there's uh, people crying out to you for revival and renewal uh, all across this region. Father, we pray for the ministry of the Holy Spirit just to move all across 309, uh, performing that incredible ministry of convicting the world of sin and righteousness and judgment, turning people's eyes toward you. Father God, we pray for revival fire upon the churches. We pray, Father, for your protection over every pastor and every, every pastor family, every church leader, everybody on staffs that you would uh, protect them from the evil one and his schemes. And we pray, Father, for each and every one of them, spiritual revival and breakthroughs and renewal. We pray, Father God, that each one experience fresh fillings of the Holy Spirit, that they'd be looking to you, God, for power, spiritual power in their life and anointing in their life. Father God, we pray that you've released into every church, big and small in this region, fresh ideas and strategies of how you want to use them, what their role is and your purpose for their existence. Uh, in their community what you desire to work through them God that they'd have ears to hear and eyes to see what the spirit is doing and saying Father God we pray that there be breakthrough in towns and villages the larger cities Lord there be breakthroughs in every every city every location Father there be at least one church that's experiencing revival fire Father and that they see those uh, that that, uh, that dream would become reality of lines of people trying to get in because they want to encounter the living God. Father, it would be that kind of breakthrough that this region would experience, that kind of awakening, Lord, all over this area, God. We just pray, God, pour it out. Let it happen here, God. Uh, We desire it, Lord. We long for it. We do not want to stay in a place of slumber. We don't want to stay in a place where we're satisfied with with mediocrity or satisfied with no results father we hunger and thirst for your work uh, for your revival fires on the churches to see the church of jesus christ raised up in the power of the holy spirit to see lives transformed nations transformed neighborhoods and cities in this area transformed god because what you're doing in this region lord that's our heart that's our desire lord Pour it out, we ask, Father. We ask it in Jesus' name, the one who gave his life for this to happen. We know this is your will, Father. We know it's your will that all men would come to you. You're not desiring that anybody would perish, but that everybody would be saved. So, Father, we pray that your kingdom come and that your will be done over the 309 area. And Father, we just uh, put that before you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: For more messages like this one, please visit our online teaching library at gphop.org teachings. If you found this free material helpful in your walk with God, please prayerfully consider a generous donation. To give, please visit gphop.org donate. That's gphop.org donate. Thank you and may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you today.